Welcome to the Beyond Mom podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everybody, and welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom. This is Randy. I am so happy that you're tuning in today for what I know is going to be a super fun, super interesting interview. And part of why I'm really excited about it is because this is somebody that I met very randomly and very, very much through my own Beyond Mom journey. So with that said, I want to welcome a new friend, Caressa Jackson. Hi, Caressa. Hi. I'm so happy that you're here today. We're going to get to actually have the conversation that I think we wanted to have when we met. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) But now we get to have it on my podcast and everyone else gets to listen in. Yes. Well, you know, the privacy of the world. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We have to use our time wisely. So absolutely. So I'm going to do a quick intro to who Caressa is, and then I'm going to paint the moment that we met. And then (laughs) Caressa is going to tell us all about herself. So Caressa is an American beauty pageant title holder. She was Miss Virginia in 2009 and Miss America 2010. Kind of awesome. She is now, and this is the story that we're going to really jump into in this interview, she is now the proud leader of her own business. She is a wedding planner in the Virginia area, and most importantly, she is a mom to a beautiful little boy, and she's doing it all. She's doing it all beautifully and elegantly and doing the dance that we all do as Beyond Moms. We're like doing the mom thing. We're trying to do it with energy and with focus and with intention. We're taking all of our history and all of our talents and all the stuff that we love and then we're bridging it into our professional life now. And so Caress is like literally the the poster child for this this <laughs> dance that we do. And she was also a recent feature on the Beyond Mom website and our Beyond Mom interview series. So some of you listening might be like, I, I feel like I know this woman. Yes, because <laughs> you read about her on our website. But now we're going to get to have even more of a conversation. So that's who Caressa is on, on paper. I'm going to tell you about the moment we met. And then she's going to talk. So uh, recently, I had the pleasure of hanging out in the Washington, D.C. area on one of my book tour moments. And I was a live guest on Good Morning Washington, which is a great news show in the local D.C. metro area. And right before I went on, Caressa was being interviewed by the same anchors. And she was talking all about mom life and about her business and about creating these beautiful weddings. And then she started singing and I was like, whoa, who is this woman? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I found out she was a mom. And literally, as soon as as her interview was over and my interview was over, I like ran over to her with my book and I was like, we need to talk. (laughs) So that's the story of our connection. And 
I think what I love most about it is that it shows that in any moment, you never know when you're going to connect with like-minded women, with women who are on a journey and who have amazing stories to tell. So here we are and we get to dive yeah. in. So yeah. Caressa, I'm going to stop chatting and <laughs> I would love to hear, like dive into what it is like now to be a mom, to be an entrepreneur, and to like have this, you know, history of being Miss America, but like in this moment in your life now? Yeah. So, you know, oddly enough, the Miss America thing is something that I don't lead with anymore. Um, I actually never really did lead with it. It was always something that other people would introduce me as, but it was never something that I introduced myself as, unless I was on a forum where it made sense. But if I was just meeting someone out in public or when I meet people, you know, in my everyday job, um, it's not something I lead with, mainly because I love to know that people like me for me and not because of the shiny hat tour. And then sometimes it can be a wee bit intimidating in a way, not in terms of other women are intimidated by me, but people tend to act differently when they find that about you first. And I'm not sure why, but they get real weird. And I'm like, I'm not weird. So <laughs> I prefer you find that on as an addition. But what my life looks like now as an amalgam of a lot of things, I feel like I'm wearing a lot of hats all of the time, but I feel like being Miss America trained me and prepared me for this. You know, part of the job was that I changed locations every 36 hours. I was in a different state or a different country. I had four and five events on my calendar in one day, you know, so I'm very used to the busy kind of lifestyle and things that brides would normally consider a crisis. I don't find as a crisis because I've been in almost every single situation you could possibly think of, you know, landing in a different country without a suitcase and nothing to wear. And, you know, so things just really don't fluster me the way most things normally would. And then I had the awesome opportunity of spending a lot of my year with children. And I think that's really helped develop me as a mom, because there are things that I remember from my time then that I even bring into the way I parent and some of the things that I saw that were different from how I was raised, but I was very intentional about wanting to bring them into the space of how I cultivate some of my son's challenging traits, but I think that will develop him into a great leader. So I don't want to quench those things in him at that tender age of two, but <laughs> so it's a crazy life. You know, I wake up when the sun rises and I go to sleep well after the sunset. But I think, you know, as most moms, we learn to run on empty and run on tired and, you know, caffeine's in our bloodstream. And that's, <laughs> that's what we do. We just put on our big girl hat and let it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that point that you're making where it's like all that hustle and travel and like being on your toes created this almost like built this muscle that Absolutely. you have to have now for mm -hmm. the work that you do. And I yeah. think a lot, sometimes what's kind of interesting is that you look back into your past and you don't always see it in the moment, no. but, no. <laughs> but, but it's later that you look back and I look, I think we can watch as we're like moms and we're running businesses you kind of watch that flow go back and forth. So yeah, I yeah. feel like my history and things that happened to me have helped me be a flexible and strong parent. But yeah. the reverse is true too. I mean, don't you feel like your son is like allowing you to become the like grounded, focused, clear person that is oh, out absolutely. there? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I always say that if I weren't Miss America and I ever thought I was going to be full of myself, he would definitely pipe me back down the size. Like kids always have a great way. Oh, I look great today. Let me spill some sauce on your outfit. And you're like, fantastic. Right. So, but no, he has definitely, you know, 
grounded me and stretched me in a way that I didn't think was possible. You know, before I became a mom, I always, you know, would pride myself on the fact that I could keep a stone cold straight face in any situation. Like you could never read my reactions. You wouldn't know if I was happy. You wouldn't know if I was sad. Like I had a really, really good poker face, but having that kid has given me all the feels like it's just, you know, I find myself crying. I started a new Netflix series the other day called seven seconds and the mom's son like gets hit by a car and I'm just in the house bawling. Like I never used to cry at TV shows, but you know, somehow (laughs) kids create a new you. Oh my God. Absolutely. (laughs) So I hear like you've sort of alluded a lot to like connecting with people around the world and growing so much through that. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I had the opportunity to do so many different things. When people ask me to describe uh, what the job of Miss America was like, I always liken it to being a mascot and a soldier. And it's really interesting when people look at me, they're like, what? And it's a mascot to the point of you are the people's princess. You're Miss America. There she is, your ideal, the one that your mom grew up watching, your mom's mom grew up watching. Like everyone has their story of watching whoever their Miss America is, you know, being crowned. And so because she's an icon, everyone kind of has an ideal of what she is and who she is. And there's an awesome accessibility of being the Miss America. It's not like your Beyonce where you have like a team and people that keep people away from you. And, you know, it's not that kind of thing. Like you're every day doing the work, whether you're in a children's hospital or whether you're, you know, visiting veterans or doing your personal platform work. Mine was that of HIV and AIDS. You're very, very connected. And so you are, the face kind of of the people. But then I liken it to like a soldier because you're given orders as well in terms of where to go, when to be, what time to get there. You have no choice over whether you're going to be in Canada today or California tomorrow. And so sometimes it messes with your biological clock. I could remember times I would wake up in the middle of the night and would not know where the bathroom was because I just hadn't been in that town long enough. Or my equilibrium was just completely thrown off because I switched like three time zones in 48 hours, which is absolutely possible. And so, you know, because of that, I've had the opportunity to glean from different cultures and different experiences all over the world. And so not only do I plan weddings, but I plan all kinds of different celebrations. And I think because of the fact that I've been able to see so much, I kind of have a really unique eye and perspective that helps me to design really awesome events and to give people, you know, different perspectives on how to do things. Like I had a wedding last week because we had that crazy windstorm where like the power knocked everything out. And I was actually able to take a piece from an international wedding that I did where they do their cocktail hours first, which is pretty cool. And so people eat and they drink and the couple's downstairs and they're mingling. And so they don't do that whole like hide the bride away, you know, before the wedding starts. But we decided to do that because we had some really late guests as a result of down trees and power lines and that sort of thing. And so it was really cool, like to bring a different culture to an American wedding that was able to get everything done you know, in a way that they wouldn't have. And I would have never experienced that had I not been Miss America. It's so interesting. So like through our (laughs) our few conversations and like in this moment, you're always alluding to these moments that have allowed you to step into this professional space that you're in. Oh yeah. You know, we were talking about the ability to not be thrown by stress in the in a way that maybe someone else would. You're like, mm-hmm. and all right, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> right. Okay. And so there's that. And then, you know, you're talking about being exposed to all different ways of doing things and different cultures yeah. and how to fold that in. And then you were saying before that <clears throat> as an African-American woman that 
you looked at the way that weddings were shaped for the the debutante and you're like, yeah. yeah, but that's not really me. So tell us more about that inspiration and that drive to create that space. So yeah, when I was planning my wedding, I remember, you know, like we all do, we go to Barnes and Noble and we hoard like every single wedding book that we can find. And we're trying to figure out where we fit as brides or trying to figure out what our bride style is or the things that we want to incorporate into our wedding. And I know for me specifically being in the South and being in the town of Virginia that I was in, I didn't find a lot of representation in major magazines and then specifically within the area where I was actually planning my wedding in terms of the type of dresses that would look right, that would not only pay homage to whatever my cultural heritage is, but then also still make me feel like a bride of today. And so it's really interesting. And especially, you know, when you start talking about women of color, unless you are specifically like first or second generation American, a lot of us don't have very many of those cultural observations that we can hold on to or we can lean on to. But we know something that we've seen that we might want to incorporate, but a wedding planner might not know much about jumping in the broom, like which is something that I really wanted to do at my wedding or where I could get a custom broom even made. Like that just wasn't something that the wedding planners had access to in my area. And I think it partially is because they weren't used to doing weddings like that. And so part of me wanting to launch this business was also to create a space of more representation. Same thing when it came to bridesmaids. I always say my bridesmaids look like the Rainbow Coalition because I had like everyone in my wedding. But one size does not fit all in bridal and definitely not in bridesmaids wear as well. And so when I was thinking about, you know, coming at getting a bridesmaid's dress, well, pastel pink doesn't look good on everyone's skin tone, you know, but for some reason in the bridal industry, all of the bridesmaid's dresses, unless you're choosing to go black or gray are in this very pastel color. And you're just like, that doesn't look right on, you know, darker undertones. (laughs) I have my own stories to tell about that. Like all the Pepto-Bismol pink it's all dresses that I have. I, I think I donated them to like a, a charity, something, but it was like ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. And so, you know, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to bring specifically to this area is finding a way to not only be culturally competent in the bridal world, but realizing that one size does not fit all in terms of not only what you wear, but even in the type or the style of wedding that you have. And I know you know, in this industry, it's one of those things where you see something on Pinterest and then the next 400 weddings, everybody wants to do the exact same thing. And so for me, it's always trying to find a way of how can we make this wedding more you? How can we make this incorporate your style and who you are? You know, because I always feel like weddings should set the tone for your marriage. I don't think you should spend all this money on this one day when you're not thinking about the days and the, you know, the times to come thereafter. And that's why I always say, did you think about your groom when you picked that color? You know, he's going to have to stand up there in that you know like if you're not thinking about him now you might not be thinking about him on day number two of marriage so let's start this thing the way we want to end it so yes oh yeah that's the truth that is the truth yeah Wow. Well, I would, if I were having another wedding, I would want you to be my wedding. Oh, well, thank you. Maybe yeah. one day you can do like a cute bow renewal or something. It doesn't have to be like some big, huge, well, you know, what, what over other, the top. Yeah, right. Well, my husband is not over the top. What, <laughs> what other sort of events are you doing or is it mostly weddings? So I'm doing all kinds of events. Actually, at the end of April, I am going to be doing a senior prom. The theme is one night in Paris. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be doing a retirement party in June. I mean, like literally if you can celebrate something, 
I find a way to throw you a party for it. I could throw your party a just for being you party. Like it just whatever you want to celebrate. You should <laughs> I come, find a way. You should do a, you should do a Beyond Mom party. Oh, I would love that. I'm coming. I'm coming to New York. We're doing a Beyond Mom party. It's I think happening. that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's happening. I, you know what I love, and like I'm a you know I love events. Obviously, I do events all the yes. time. But like, I mean, I just love how much passion and creativity I hear come out of you when you talk yeah. about it like I yeah. think that's why yeah. I'm all like yes yes yes, yes. because yeah. you, you hear that you know you it's can really definitely, hear that it's definitely my happy place I mean people ask me all the time like how can I do such a high stress job and be a mom and be a wife and you know volunteer with the things that I volunteer with and for me um, it's one of those things like where you hear that cliche thing like where you find the thing that you're passionate about you're really not working well it's true and not true technically yes it is work and it is hard but at the same time it's very rewarding like for me that moment when I see a bride walk down the aisle or when she first walks into her reception space and her eyes just light up like those those kind of moments really, really give me life. And so I enjoy it. And then it also gives me an outlet for my bossy because I tend to be a little type A and very, very bossy. And I don't get to flex that muscle in my household because my husband is very much like man of the house kind of deal. But I can do that at weddings. Like when someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, I can put on my cute little nice, nasty voice and make sure that they get in line really fast. So, so it's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about, okay, so we've got like We've got Miss America transitions into using all these skills into event planning with like all this interesting cultural 360 view. Yeah. And let's talk about the decision to become a mom. Yeah. Tell us like where that fit in for you (laughs) and and what your relationship was to that transition. And I mean, like, obviously I'm asking that question from the place of Beyond Mom, from the feeling of like, we have all this this passion and these ideas and these dreams and we want to be a mom and we love our children and yet yeah. it's a constant navigation of like the woman who's doing so much and where how does she stay fulfilled and how does she stay alive oh yeah i honestly remember up until college i really thought that i didn't want to be a mom and mainly because i had watched so many women in my opinion, lose themselves to the motherhood. And I say that in in the nicest way, because I don't want anyone to be offended by that. But what I mean is I saw so many people's identity wrapped up into being a mom. Like the first thing that you would ask them is like, oh, well, what do you do? Or what do you like to do? And they're like, I'm a mom. And it's like, yes, that's part of what you do, but that's not all of who you are. And I love children. It wasn't a thing where I didn't think I liked children. I just didn't know if I'd be able to be mature enough to handle, you know, the transition of giving up who I was as an individual, all of the things that I like to do to become a mom. And so after college and dating for a while with my husband and, you know, talking about our life and talking about what we wanted in the future, we had a conversation about kids. And you, and I said, you know, I would consider children if I truly felt like I had a partner in raising this child and not in terms of you just being there on paper or you being my husband. Because I know a lot of people who I feel like are single mothering in a marriage because their partner is not pulling their weight. And so it was important for us to have that conversation of if we have children, as much as, you know, I love kids and would love to do this and would love to do this with you. I don't think there's anybody else in the world that I would have a child with. The fact that I'm even considering it with you says a lot. Um, I need to know that, that I'm going to have a partner in this. And he was like, you know, absolutely. I wouldn't want you to lose the things that make you you because the things that make you you are why we're married, you know. And so we had planned, you know, we always have plans to have a child in year five of our marriage. That was the plan. 
and Trace actually came in year three, despite our best efforts. I mean, we did all of the things you're supposed to do to not have children. We had even planned a trip to the Dominican Republic for my husband's 30th birthday. It was a big group trip because I planned vacations as well. That's one of the things I do on the set. So if guys ever need to plan an awesome vacation, but they just don't want to do it, I'll do it. I planned this vacation and I send a text message to all the wives and girlfriends who are going. And I said, and don't get pregnant. That that was the, <laughs> that was the, the narrative. Oh and wouldn't God. you know it, wouldn't you know it, four months later, I was the one that's pregnant. And so I ended up being the one on the beach. <laughs> I was the beach whale at the beach in the Dominican Republic. I, you, were, you were the one with the virgin pina colada. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have to have a do-over trip for sure. But yeah, he came in year three and, you know, we were completely freaked out because we were in the process of buying a house and, you know, all of the things were not the way we wanted them to be because we wanted to be completely prepared because as a planner, you know, I like to have everything planned out. But I think that's why God sent him to us in year three is to kind of shake me up a little bit um, and to realize that I cannot plan literally every single thing to the T. Um, and I was actually way more prepared than I thought I was. And I couldn't have imagined what the last two years would have been without him. So yeah, our decision came and was kind of made for us after <laughs> after we said that we would. So uh, I relate. Yeah. My, my first one was planned. My second one was like a discussion and then it just happened. And I was like, you say the word baby and it's in the atmosphere. Exactly. So anyhow, I relate to that, but I love the way you tell the story and and the way that it it does become part of the journey and the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And so how has it been for you? Like the dance, I don't want to call it the balance. It's such an overused term. Yeah. Like how is the dance for you of all these? And parts? honestly, because balance is a, is a hard word because balance would insinuate that everything always stays on kilter like it's supposed to. And it does not. <laughs> so um, the dance right now, you know, I think it's ever changing because, you know, when he was first born, I felt like I literally was like, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm nailing this thing because you know, like he was breastfeeding and he wasn't very mobile. And so I could answer emails and take phone calls and, you know, do all of the things. And I'm like, I don't know why people think this is so hard. And then of course, now that he's mobile and he climbs on everything and it's just like, okay, you need to go to the babysitter a little bit more often than I thought you would. So, you know, the balance right now is, you know, especially for my husband and I is both realizing and remembering that we have to operate on our 100 cylinders in order to be good parents to Trace. And so for us, it's always making sure that we're spending time with each other, nurturing ourselves individually, because we won't be able to bring ourselves our best selves to him if we haven't done that. And so You know, the balance for us looks different. You know, some days it's takeout, other days it's, you know, on the run, you know. And for me, that was a hard thing because I love to cook. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. And so some days when I realized that, like, I'm just not going to get to it, you know, realizing that it's okay. Like, you know, we can, we, we will move on. People have lived on takeout before. It can happen. So we are, you know, every day just taking it one day at a time. And we are kind of making the path that looks right for us. We have, you know, like horse we've put our blinders on and we've decided to do what works best for our family as opposed to oh well, this is the way my mom did it or this is the way that mom does it or you know because we realize that everything doesn't work for everyone and so as long as everyone at team jackson and camp jackson is happy we continue to do those things um, and then if in the event that someone is not happy we always have those coming to jesus moments and we're like okay this is what's not working what can we do differently in this next week or in this next month and We try to take slow steps and we try not to 
promise each other anything ever because promises, you know, sometimes don't always go a certain way and they create expectations and resentment can, you know, creep up when you have created an expectation for someone or for something that doesn't come into fruition. So we're always recalibrating and finding a way, you know, to make it work. My husband told me last week, he's like, you know, I think I need to go play some golf soon. And I was like, I think you do too. I see you're a little stressed out. So, you know, it's finding, it's finding those things in those ways, you know, to take some time for yourself. And I do it too. It's like, you know what? I don't really need to get my nails done for the second time in two weeks, but I just want to be away from the house and I just want bubbles on my feet. So I'm leaving. So, you know, whatever it takes. (laughs) I think that's it. I mean, I think you're describing so many of the things that I personally also subscribe to and believe in, which is like that back and forth between listening to your own inner needs and your inner Mm -hmm. voice, retaining that individual at all costs, Mm -hmm. and then coming together as a family and like figuring out like what is the ethos of this family and how do we make it work and how do we express our needs to one another in a way that's not, you know, like it's funny when you said, I think I need the golf. Like I've learned that it's important to say, I feel myself needing this as opposed to being like, like those moments right. where you like, yeah. you know, instead you react with the jump, like, oh, well, you did blah, 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 and it becomes yeah. more reactive. So yeah. I've also learned that, you know, with the tools of like really being mindful of yourself and your own state, you're mm-hmm. able to actually grab at that and express yeah. it. I think what I'm getting so much also from this conversation that I agree with you, I think a lot of women don't always own or state is super important is that partnership and harnessing it and speaking the need for it and mm-hmm. really allowing it to serve you because yeah. so many women will even I mean I I almost fell into this trap with my first child and my husband's the one that like really pushed back on me which is like you know we do try to control our children yeah. and control how they're being cared for but if we don't Absolutely. let our partner come in and have a hand and have a voice and make yeah. mistakes we inhibit our own ability to have space and to have Absolutely. you know what we want ultimately so yeah. i give you so much credit for being so aware of that from go yeah. the other thing is that you know even for the women out there who are doing it solo you know the rules don't change. Like maybe if you, no. don't, if you don't have a partner, well, then you need to harness your community and you yes, need to find figure, a tribe. Find a tribe, <laughs> and you yeah. have to. You know, I in my book, I write about this too. Like harness, like swapping with other mom friends. Mm-hmm. Like this day, you go off for three hours. I've got the kids. Like switch off. Figure out how to use your family. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you put yourself first and you know you must be whole, then you figure yeah. out how to do it. Absolutely. And then you're not so spent when those things do happen, when life just arises, you know. And one of the things that has always been one of the things that I say often is that words mean things. And so I am very intentional about the words that I use and especially descriptive words. Like one of the things that makes me cringe is when someone's like, oh, my child is so bad. And I'm like, are they bad or are they just displaying the behavior that they should at the age and the benchmarks that they are, you know? Right. Or are um, they so, reacting to something that's going Exactly. On, you right? know, and so, you know, when people are like, oh, terrible twos or tantrum threes, and I'm just like, well, I'm sure you'd be really frustrated too if you tried to communicate every day all the time and no one knew what you were saying, you know? So imagine what that would feel like, like put yourself in, you know, your toddler's, <laughs> you know, perspective sometimes. And so instead of putting those words off or, you know, 
going into that year already just thinking that it's going to be bad, recognizing that, yes, it's absolutely going to be a challenge, but I have been specifically designed to be the mother and or the father that this specific child needs at this time. And I have everything within me if I am recharging myself and if I am staying grounded enough to myself to give my child what they need in that time and just give yourself and your kids some grace. And I think you'll realize that a lot of things are a lot more funny than they are tragic, you know, during this time. I find myself literally cracking up at things that I know most people are mortified by. And for me, it's just like, this is too. And, you know, like like the show title, this is us right now. So, you know, we're just going to roll with the punches and we're going to laugh through it. Because um, I want my house and my time as a mom to be filled with memories of love and laughter and not frustration and feeling drained and feeling tired and you know, I remember one point at the 18 month mark when my child still had not slept a whole night since he was born. You know, you can find yourself, you know, reading things of how unnormal that is and how you should be doing this or doing that to make your child sleep through the night. And I, I kind of revol- resolved in that moment that, you know, I may never sleep a full night again in my life. And that's fine for me. And, and the perspective that I put on it was that there are women out there who are praying for sleepless nights who have not been given a child yet, you know. And so how dare I be upset that this is my second or third time waking up at night when there are people who are waking up at night in tears because they're not pregnant or because they're miscarrying or, or whatever that is. And so I think sometimes just a simple perspective change makes a world of difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That, and that's a beautiful reminder to all of us that no matter yeah. what struggles we have, there's always another side. Mm-hmm. There's always the place to tap into gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So before we close, um, well, one more thing. Tell us where we can find you and then we'll do the real close. Yes. You can find me on Instagram at caressed, C-A-R-E-S-S-E-D, by design. And you can find me on my website the same way, www.caressedbydesign.com. And then the only place that it's different is Twitter because I ran out of characters. So I am caressed, C-A-R-E-S-S-E-D, by, instead of the word by, I'm using the time sign. So like an X, design. And so that's how you find me on Twitter. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. And, and because we have listeners all over, I mean, yeah. what, if some, what if a Beyond Mom in California was like, Caressa, you need to plan my wedding. What would happen? Oh, I go. I go wherever. No, I would I love, love it. to that. You know, I go any and everywhere and I go in and out of the country. So wherever there's a wedding, if you want me to be involved, I would love to be involved. And then I also for brides who are more DIY, um, I've recently started a cyber consulting service. So if you need like kind of a different kind of perspective and you don't want to hire a full service plan or a partial planning package or something like that, I can Skype into you or by way of phone call, text message, whatever, give you that expertise in a different way at a lower cost. So we're trying to find a way to make sure that everybody's covered. And then recently this year, I also started a service for men and it's the caressed concierge service. And so it's basically for guys who tend to be very forgetful about anniversaries, birthdays, that sort of things. Like I kind of plan experiences for them, for the mom or for the wife in their life um, to make sure that they don't forget those days. So those dinner reservations and those flowers and all of that, someone better remember that because they can't. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. Okay. So wow, Caressa, there's so many things you do. It's so amazing. So yeah. So beyond moms, if you're listening, this woman will help you pull it all together. together. Absolutely. And with and obviously with grace and beauty and love and uh, <laughs> it's funny because I choose like no matter what 
part of my life is being serviced, whatever that is. Like I always yeah. want to be around people that think the way I do and that yeah. see the world the way I do. Mm. So I think that's why, like if I were to hire you, I'd be like, I want to hang out with her. Yes, yes, yes. I try to be fun. <laughs> it sounds it. It sounds it. So, okay. So I already warned Chris I was going to put her on the spot for this one. But at her interview that I got to be at in Washington, D.C., they made her sing because her <laughs> talent, I'm assuming, was singing in I her did. pageants. So I thought you would give a little gift to our listeners today with a little something that you might want to sing. Yeah. So I figured it would be only fitting that I would sing the song that I sing to my son every night. So I actually doctored up the words a little bit to Indiari's I Am Light, and I changed it to You Are Light. And so I sing it to him every night. So I'll just sing it a little bit at the beginning of that. How about Perfect. that? You are light. You are light. You are light. You are light. You are not the things your family did. You are not the voices in your head. Please don't let a piece of brokenness inside you are light. Yay! <laughs> that is so beautiful, Carissa. It also happens to be one of my favorite songs. Oh, is it? Yeah. That was actually the song that was playing as my son was being born. Um, Because, again, I'm very intentional about words and about music and positivity. And so I brought all of that into the delivery room. And I just knew that I kind of wanted that to be the lullaby song for him. And so I I sing it to him every night. (laughs) That is so beautiful. Well, Caressa, this conversation has been so wonderful. I'm so glad I followed my instinct to be like, we need to talk. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just excited to continue to get to know you over time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Yes. And to all of you listening listening today. I know you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you'll take the time and listen to other episodes with other amazing women on this podcast and share it with women in your life. And as always, take incredible care of yourself and we'll see you soon.